board said, yep. And I went, nope. And we went back and forth for weeks. And finally, I said, okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But um, so just pray for me. Hope this comes out the way the Lord wants it to come out. I have rehearsed it a hundred times. It's a very special story to me. So I hope you get out of it what the Lord gave it to me. Okay, when Jay does his messages, he always titles them something, something. And okay, Lord, you got to give me a title for this. So he calls it, this is the story of rags to riches, a walk with the Lord. And this story is about a little girl. And she was a normal little girl. She had, she grew up with parents and siblings and and um, she loved the outdoors. She played with her siblings outside with the with the neighbor kids, and, and she just, she enjoyed, enjoyed life. Um, she had wonderful parents at the time. Um, these parents didn't raise her siblings or her in church. Um, they went to church prior to getting married, but it was never revealed why they quit. And occasionally the kids would go to church, but not very often. And when you went to church, you sat in the pew, and she was told to be quiet. You don't talk. You don't, you don't do anything. You just sit there and you listen. So she wanted to be the good kid. And she was told that there was a heaven and a hell, but that's all she was told. Good people went to heaven. Bad people went to hell. And that's the way it was. And she just had this calling in her heart that she knew she didn't understand heaven and hell, but she knew she did not want to go to hell. That was a bad, bad place, and she did not want to do this. So she would, she would do whatever she needed to do to be the good kid, as we call Luke, the good kid. So um, somewhere along the way, she got this, I guess, I don't know that she was told. I'm not sure if she just started believing it or how it happened. But she believed that every time you sinned, God put a black mark on your heart. And when your heart turned black, you, you died and you went to hell. So she didn't want black marks on her heart. So she did everything she could not to get those black marks on her heart. She was so determined. And she was, you would always find her outside. That's where she loved. But on rainy days, she would sneak into a room in the house that was a storage room. And that was just a place you didn't play. But she went in there one day, and she found these, like, Bible-like books, and they were, like, two or three of them, and they were about the size of, a, like, a notebook that you would carry to school, and they were about that thick, you know, and so she was little. She couldn't read, not very well, so she would just look at the pictures, and she came across this picture, and she saw these people, and they were in this water, and they were drowning, and there was a big boat, but nobody in the boat was saving the people in the water, and she couldn't, she couldn't understand why those people weren't getting saved. Why weren't those people in that boat taking those people and putting them in there. Later, she learned that was the great flood of Noah. She learned that a lot later. The one that terrified her the most, because these pictures in this Bible terrified this girl. She saw babies being thrown into the mouths of crocodiles. That literally terrified her. And she was like, I don't, want, I don't know what this is, but I don't want to go there. She later learned that was Moses. She didn't know that at the time. She couldn't read. So all she saw was pictures. But she, she was like, she did, I don't think she understood who God and Jesus was, but she talked to them. They were just there. They were just people she knew was, was in heaven, but I don't think she knew who they were. And she would talk to them, and she would just 
she didn't pray because she didn't know what that was. She just she would just talk. And she would say, I want to be the good kid, Lord. Just you just let me be the good kid. I don't want to I don't want these no black marks on my heart. I don't want it to turn black and I go to hell. So she would make little deals. Even as a little kid, she'd make these little deals. God, if you do this, I'll be good and I'll do this. And I'll go to and I'll go to heaven and be with you. Still not even knowing what she's talking about. So she did that her whole childhood. She would just, she just had this, she knew there was a feeling in her that she was supposed to be somewhere and doing something, but she didn't know what that was. So fast forward, and she's in her early teens, and she's in high school, and her friends go to church, and they're always talking about going to church camp, they sing in the choir, they do all that, and she's like, what is that? I don't even know what that means. And so she was like, okay, maybe I'm going to check out this church thing. I want, I want to go see what these friends are doing. So she went, and she told her neighbor that she wanted to go to church, and her neighbor says, well, why don't you come with me? So she was like, okay. I don't know what it is, but I'll go. And she went, and this church was very maybe traditional. Um, what she later learned was fellowshipping. They didn't do that before church. You went in, you sat down, and you waited for the church bells to ring. And then when the church bells rang, the choir would come down the aisle in their robes, and they would sing, and they would go up on the stage. And that's where they stayed the whole service. They never came down. They just stayed there. The pastor would come, and He'd walk up to the podium and set his Bible down, and he would read in his monotone voice. And that's what you get. And she was like, okay, so this is church. Okay, I'll keep coming. So she kept going to that church, and she did it for a long time. And then another, another neighbor says, won't you come to church with me? And she didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so she says, well, okay, I'll go to that church. So she went to this church. And even though this church was in the middle of a small town, it was still country church. And people talked outside on the porch before they went in. Um, you know, they would talk inside the church. And when the church bells rang, I mean, people were testifying. People were singing in the choir. They would come and talk to you. She learned that you could actually talk to the pastor, to the preacher, and he could lead you and teach you things. And I'm thinking, well, that was pretty good for her. And she was growing. And in her rags, she was this poor little girl who didn't know anything about Christ. She didn't know God. She didn't know Jesus. She didn't know nothing. And so, but she's learning. And she's, she's grabbing on to all these little things that people are telling her. And she grew in this church. She did Bible schools. She helped, you know, whenever there was help needed, she was there helping. And then one day, her, the neighbor looks at her and says, when are you going up there? And she looked at her, and she was like, where? And she went, here. She didn't know what an altar was. She didn't know what you were supposed to do. And she just sort of laughed and said, well, I don't know. Soon, maybe. And so she's still in her heart. She had that feeling. I'm supposed to be doing something. She's supposed to be doing this. Uh, what is it that this feeling is inside of me doing? I don't know if I'm going to get it. And she started growing and growing and growing. And she would listen to people testify. And she was like, I don't understand what these people are doing, but I'm going to listen. And she listened, and she listened, and she grew, and she grew, and she grew. And then one day, she was a little older in her teens. She was outside of her home, and she, like I said, she loved the outdoors, loved it. And she's standing there, and she's talking, praying to 
well, she's learning now that there is a God and there is a heaven. There is a Jesus. So she knew she was talking to one of them. She was leaning more toward which one. And she's talking. And as she's talking, this feeling just washed over her body. And she was like, that is, it, she told, she says it was the most indescribable feeling she ever had in her life. She said her heart was beating out of her chest. She said the sun was the brightest she'd ever felt. It was a beautiful day. And she was like, what in the world is going on? And the Lord said, I just saved you. And she was like, that's what it feels like to be saved. I'm going to heaven. And she, could, she got so excited. And she ran. And she told all of her adult friends and all of her high school friends, the ones probably that weren't in church. And she goes, I got saved today. And they're like, no, you didn't. You were just enjoying the day. You loved the outdoors so much that you just felt today was a very awesome day. You didn't get saved. You'll know it when you get saved. And she tried to tell him, I know, I know, I got saved. She's like, nope, no, you didn't. So she thought, why am I going to church? So she left. She left for many, many, many years. In her mid-20s, she moved. Something in her life happened, not bad. She just, she just had to move for family reasons. And so she goes to this new town, this new place. Another friend comes to her and says, won't you come to church with me? And she's like, ah, I tried that. I'm not real sure. And they're like, yeah, come to church with me. So she goes. And this church is awesome. They are popcorn testimonies. And, and they greet her. They love her. And over the years, she finds a family there. And she, she learned, and she, again, she grew. She is finding her riches that the Lord is giving her. She started out in rags, not knowing anything. She thought you got black marks on your heart, for goodness sake, and went to hell when it turned black. But she was learning that, that oh, my gosh, there's a forgiveness plan. You can be bad. You can do wrong things. But God's going to forgive you for that. And, and he's not going to put black marks on your heart. He's going to forgive you for that. And she learned, and she learned, and she learned. And she eventually rededicated, and she sang in the choir. She did Bible school. She helped with youth. Look at the riches that God was giving her. Her rags were falling away, and her riches, she was getting richer and richer and richer. Well, at this church, she meets a wonderful man, a good Christian man. She falls in love with him. She marries him. She starts a family. Have you guys figured out who this girl is yet? It's me. This is how I grew up. I didn't have a good Christian background. I didn't know right from wrong. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And so when we started having the boys and as they got older, we would teach them that no matter what happened to them, God would love them. God, you can take anything to God. If you're scared, take it to God. If you've got worries, take it to God. But I didn't believe that. Still, still didn't believe it. I wasn't worthy enough. I wasn't lovable enough. God didn't love me the way he loved my boys. I believed it wholeheartedly that he loved them. I believed wholeheartedly he loved all of you. But I wasn't good enough to be loved like he loved everybody else. That, and I believed that for many, I mean, up until <laughs> a month ago. A month ago, I still believed I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. God, if, if you guys knew me, you wouldn't love me. But how can God love me that much? 
I've listened to Jay for 30 years tell me how much God loves me. I've listened to Bethany tell me how much God loves me. I've listened to Olivia pray over me daily and tell me how much God loves me. I don't believe it. I s- up until I'm telling you, about a month ago, it was hard to believe that I was lovable. I, you just That's just something that I, I guess because I wasn't taught that as a little girl. I wasn't hugged and kissed when I was a little girl. So I guess when you're that little, you don't get those feelings. So then you think, how? How does this happen? And so I'm like, I just, I don't, I just, I don't get this. And then what really started opening my eyes and my riches started coming was Jay and I had to take care of his dad and my mom, and it put a financial strain on us pretty good. And we had this huge payment for something that had came up, and I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. I'm worrying. I'm stressing. I'm puking. I'm running to the bathroom. I'm like, we're not going to get this money. I don't know where we're going to get this money. What are we going to do? And the day the payment was due, there it was. The money was there. And I'm like, where'd that come from? God just gave it to us. I mean, he found it somewhere, and he gave it to us. And I'm like, why was I worrying? I couldn't help it anyway. If the money wasn't there, it's not there. If this isn't there, it's not there. And no matter how much you worry, how much you stress, only God can take care of it. And I thought, that's pretty cool. You know, God gave that to me, and I didn't even have to ask him for it. He knew I needed it. And all I had to do was thank him for it. And I'm thinking, I'm getting, look at the riches he pours on me daily. And I'm thinking, this is just so cool. And the money we got was not any more than we needed. It wasn't any less than we needed. It was the perfect amount. And I started thinking about the Bible, and I thought, that happened in the Bible. Remember the lady that was starving, her and her son? And Elijah said, make me a cake. Every time she went back to her jars, she had just enough. And I'm thinking, that happened in the Bible. Jesus did that for somebody in the Bible. He did that for us. This is really, really cool. And it happened over and over and over and over again. Every time we needed money for this or we needed a car for that or we needed help with this, we got just enough, just enough. And I'm thinking, this is just so mind-boggling. I just don't, I don't, I think he does it because Jay, he loves Jay so much more. He loves my boys so much, but he's not doing it for me. He's doing it for Jay and my boys. I'm just hanging on to the coattails and getting all the extra. And that was so cool. So then we did a Bible study called the War Room. And that was like, Miss Clara, if you guys have not seen that movie, you need to watch War Room. Miss Clara, she is something else. And I thought, I want to be her. You know, God has is, is given me these riches and he's taken away my rags. I want to be a prayer warrior like she is. That's what I want to be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably not going to happen. But um, maybe in, in my secret closet I could do that more. But I can't do that like you guys do that. that that's not going to happen. But, um, but she inspired me. And I'm like, I want a war room. I told Jay, I said, you got to build me a war room. I want, I want a place to go. I want a place where I can pray, just like Miss Clara does. And you know what? God's giving me that little by little by little. My prayer life is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, are you going to see me come up here and pray for you guys all the time? <laughs> Probably not. But in my little secret room, you won't know the prayers that's going out for you guys because I pray for you guys all the time because 
there's somebody out there that's like me. Somebody out there needs Miss Claire in their life. So, and maybe someday I'll be that Miss Claire when I'm old and cranky and can just say what I want to say and not hurt anybody's feelings. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> but um, right now, it's just me. So then, then this is where I'm probably going to end it. Then we did the Bible study, Father's House. And that one, I had a hard time with that Bible study. And we all know that it was really hard on some of us. But in the beginning of that Bible study, I was told, God loves you more than you did Jesus. And I went, what? God loves you more than he does Jesus. And I went, wow. Okay, let me think about this. Jesus was without sin. Jesus was perfect. He had a pure heart. He didn't have those little black marks on his heart. I did. I am worthless. I am, I am the bottom of the bottom. And Jesus loved me more, or God loves me more than he did his own son. I love my boys beyond measure. But I don't love you guys more than I do my boys. Maybe I should. Maybe there will be a day where... <laughs> You guys will mean more to me than my, but right now, I couldn't give up my boys. And I don't think any of you would give up your children. But God loved us enough that he said, I love you more than I do my own son. And I went, wow. It hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, he does love me. I am worthy. I am lovable. You know, I am, I am that person. I am, I am more, he loves me more than he, how does that happen? And I went home and I, like, I couldn't get that out of my head for the rest of the study. I probably didn't even pay attention for the rest of the study because that was going over and over and over in my head. All these years that I felt nobody loved me, God didn't love me, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't worthy enough. And I thought, yes, I am. I am worthy. And then I started thinking, were there people in the Bible who doubted that too? And I thought of Nicodemus, and I thought, he spoke with the Lord. He was right there in front of him, and he turned his back and walked away. Did he take the riches that God was offering him, the love and the, the cherish? No, he just turned his back and walked away from it. He left his riches right there. And then I thought, well, okay, well, there's Saul and Paul. Saul and his rags hated Christians. He arrested them, had them thrown in jail, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, but then God took the scales from his eyes, and he became Paul, and Paul grabbed his riches. He grabbed every riches that the Lord gave him, and he ran with them, and look at what he did with his riches. His rags are gone, and his riches, I mean, what he did, can I be Miss Clara and Paul? maybe, someday, hopefully. I just turned 60 this year, so I better get on the ball because, you know, my time might be getting short here, so I've got a lot of work to do. But have you guys grabbed your riches? Or are you still laying in your rags, still thinking that God doesn't love you? Or maybe you just, something's happened and you don't trust the Lord anymore. Maybe you were hurt and and you just don't want that person in your life anymore. Maybe... Maybe you prayed for something, and God told you no. It wasn't because he didn't love you. 
because he knew what was best for you. Now, I've had many prayers said no, many, many, many prayers that said no. And I just want to, I just want you to try to understand that you all have riches. God has given you all riches. Throw your rags away. Throw them. Get rid of them and clap the riches that he has. If I can do it, you guys can do it. If I can stand up here and do this, you guys can stand up here and do this. Do I want to do it again anytime soon? No. But, but you know, we'll, we'll do that as it goes. But, but I am, I'm full. I am full of riches. And my riches, I've just reached the tip of the iceberg. There is so many more out there for me. So many more. And I can't wait to see what they are and to grab them and to hang on to them. And if I can encourage anybody, if this was, this might have been fast, I'm sorry, but I talk too fast. But um, if this was for one person, then I'm glad I was up here to do this today. If it's for all of you, that's even better. But if there's one person who needed to know that, that God loves you more than anything, come and talk to me. Because I've lived my whole life, 59 years, believing that I wasn't worthy enough until I did a Bible study. Thank you, Bethany. And uh, Bethany said she felt that Bible study was for somebody, and I guess it was for me because that opened my eyes to how much I am loved and I am cherished. And if you don't think that, come and talk to me because I have a story to tell you. My, my youth, I think even before my riches, I still believed I got black marks on my heart. I still believe that. I believe my heart was getting black marks every time I did something wrong. Even as an adult, in my 50s, I believed that until just a few months ago when I learned that it's not true at all. It's, there is no black mark, and there is a forgiveness. And if I hadn't known that, I think that calling that that little girl felt in her heart was that she knew she was supposed to be in church. She knew that, she, that God had a calling on her, and she needed to do that calling. And I'm hoping that I have done what he's asked me to do. And if he's not, or if I haven't, then I hope he shows it to me fast so that I can get out there and do it. I am so excited about my riches that sometimes I just can't contain it. I have, I have grown so much, I'm telling you, in the last month. For me to even think about getting up here is a big step for me. And um, I just pray that if God is telling one of you guys to get up here and do something, that you take his word and you do it and you hang on to it because once you grab his riches, you're not going to want to let go of them because you just, the way you feel inside is just so excitement. There's so much excitement in there. There's so much you just want to jump up and do everything. Now, you don't want to wait and do it tomorrow. You want to do everything now, even though it's not possible to do it all at once. But just remember that we all have our riches and we all have our rags. As a little girl, that's all I had was rags. I mean, I didn't know anything, anything. I didn't even know what an altar was. I didn't even know what a testimony was. I didn't even know who the Lord was. Until I was in my teens and early 20s did I find him. And he, the songs this morning were perfect because he held on to me and he, he didn't let me go. He says, I might have to drag you through this life, but I'm going to do it until you realize what I'm trying to give you. And I've got them. I've got them. And um, I just hope you guys grab yours. And so as the band comes, I'm going to ask everybody to stand. And I'm going to take another book or another page out of the book of the Father's House. And I want you all to shut your eyes. 
And the ladies who went through this Bible study is going to know where this is going. But I want you to shut your eyes. And I want you to go back to that place in time when you were told you weren't good enough. You're unlovable. You're, you're not worthy of his love. Go back to that time. How does that make you feel? You know, when I did that, I cried because I felt so unworthy. I felt so unloved. You guys go back to that time. Get that feeling in your heart. It, you didn't feel really good, did you? It's sad. Now turn around. And who's standing behind you? Jesus is there. And his arms are so wide. And all he's doing is waiting for you to come running into them. Run. Run. Don't walk. Don't hesitate. Run. And when he wraps those arms around you, feel the warmth of his treasures and his riches pour over your body. And you take those riches. You know, maybe you're leaving behind your rags. Maybe your rags were that you were unlovable. Maybe your rags were you were told you were ugly. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You'll never amount to anything. Maybe you were never told as a child that you were loved. Maybe you were never given hugs and kisses as a child. Maybe yours is anger at somebody. Maybe yours is fear. Maybe yours is, I don't know where this is going, and I don't trust God enough to let him handle it for me. Whatever your rags are, drop them. Leave them there at Jesus and feel his warmth of rags as they wrap around you. And you take those rags, and you run. You run, and you do everything that God is telling and putting in your heart to do. Don't sit back on them. I heard a song this week that said, you know, when I stand before the Lord, I want to stand there empty-handed with no regrets. And yes, I fought this. I was not going to come up here and do this, but God said, I want you to tell your story. I want people to know that there are pe other people out there who are un feels unloved, that feel like they're not worthy. And bring them to me. And let me hug them and give them their riches. You stay there as long as you need to stay there to get your riches. And don't you walk away from him until you have them. Lord God, as we come this morning, we just pray for me. We just pray for everybody here today, Lord. We just pray that those who are living with their rags, Lord, that they drop those rags, that they pick up the riches, Lord, that you have for them. And may they run, run, Lord, with them. And may they shout, at the top of their voices, I'm rich, I'm rich. Look what I just got from God. Look what God just gave me. Look what I'm going to do with it. And then when you go and you do what, they want, what you want them to do, Lord, let them come back and tell us, I did this with the Lord. I found these riches. Lord, go with them today, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, that that you show them that they don't have to live in rags, that there are riches out there for them, Lord. They just have to grab it. They just have to bring it, Lord. We ask this in your name and amen.